Your spoken image is more than just the words you say. It's how you connect with your audience, how you convey your expertise, and it's how you leave a lasting impression. Hey there, this is April Lokar with Semi-Conventional, and I wanted to talk to you about your spoken image strategy. This is an offer that isn't just about refining your speaking skills. It's about aligning your message with your mission to create a meaningful impact. As part of your spoken image strategy, we start with a personalized strategy call. Your transformation really begins with this one-on-one strategy call where we get clear on your goals. We also align on the spoken image pillars that will streamline your talking points, ensuring every word you speak drives your vision forward. And then we have ongoing support as part of this as well. Your transformation doesn't stop at the end of the call. You'll then get two weeks of unlimited audio messaging support, and that gives you direct guidance from me as you refine and implement your strategy. So whether you have questions, need feedback, or just want to bounce ideas around, I am here to support you seamlessly. If you're an entrepreneur or a professional who has an upcoming speaking engagement or a networking event, if you aspire to be an impactful speaker in your industry, and if you see value in focusing and elevating a specific area of expertise in your business, we need to talk. If you're ready to speak with purpose and passion, book your spoken image strategy session today at semiconventional.com slash spoken image. Now back to the show. Hey there, today we're talking about why you need to be a thought leader. Recently, I did a Google search to find who Google thinks is the most popular thought leaders. And the results were really disappointing. And I don't mean the people that showed up were disappointing, but depending on how you search for popular thought leaders, you're lucky to see a list where even a third of the names are those of women, despite us being over 50% of the population. Now, that's not by accident. That's the patriarchy hard at work. And just to be clear, when I talk about the patriarchy, I'm specifically referring to our system of government in which men hold the power and women are largely excluded from it. And the patriarchy is why a quick Google search for popular thought leaders showed me nine faces, only one of which was a woman. Then when I tried various other search terms, I eventually saw three out of the nine faces were female. And that's not to say the faces of men don't belong there. I'm fully vested in equality. And we're certainly not in a place of full equality yet. This is why today's episode is dedicated to why you need to be a thought leader. You may be listening to this podcast to improve your public speaking or your messaging. And I challenge you to consider what's next after that. How can you use your spoken image to impact your audience, your community, pop culture, and even the world? That's thought leadership. Now, while we're talking about thought leadership, if you haven't checked out my updated website, semiconventional.com, you should. On the blog, you'll find all of the show notes for her spoken image, and you can sign up for my semi-regular email updates. On the work with me page, you'll see updated ways to work together so I can support your goals, which all revolve in some way around your journey to and through thought leadership. Now, let's get into today's episode. 
Welcome to Her Spoken Image. I'm April Lokar, founder of Semi-Conventional and Thought Leadership Consultant. Are you ready to make a greater impact using your unique perspective? I know what it's like to realize you're in the middle of your career and want to create a new path. I've pivoted from school teacher to corporate trainer to entrepreneur with lots of lessons learned along the way. If you want to use your authentic voice to speak up with confidence, you're going to love it here. Each episode, you'll get actionable tips to master public speaking like a pro while honing your spoken image so your message comes through loud and clear. And we'll do all this through a semi-conventional lens that blends a little tradition with a lot of feminist perspective. Sound good? Then let's get into it. Growing up, who were your role models? Doing the things that you wanted to do, who looked like you, who represented you. My first role models outside of my immediate circle of my parents, my mom, you know, my teachers were people like Oprah and Barbara Walters. I remember coming home from school and watching the Oprah show, not when I was little, little, but old enough to remember, and seeing her evolution and how she changed over time and became more and more confident in the topics she was covering. And Barbara Walters, I remember watching her on 2020. That was our weekly show we would watch with my grandparents after going out to our Friday night dinner. And we'd come back, we would watch 2020. And Barbara Walters was amazing. She would ask really important people, really tough questions. And she and her co-host were really equals in that show. And that was really amazing to see. I didn't think about it at the time, but they were both opinionated women who didn't shy away from those tough topics or conversations, and the world needed them with their opinions and perspectives. And the world needs you, your opinions, and your perspectives for so many reasons. And today we're going to cover three that are really impactful. Now on this show, I talk a lot about perspective and your unique perspective and point of view. And that is so important to why we need you as a thought leader. The other side of perspective that goes along with it is innovation. Now, we usually think of innovation as something big, right? SpaceX, you know, electric cars. We think of all of these big things and mostly technology as being innovation, but innovation's happening all the time. Even just think for yourself, if you've ever, you know, heard a bunch of people talking about a topic and everyone is sort of like blindly agreeing to some of the key points, but you're sitting there going, mm, I disagree with that. And here's why. And bringing that up and bringing a different perspective to that conversation is what helps us open our eyes and think a little bit differently, whether we agree or not. Even something as simple as my involvement with the PTA at my son's elementary school. We had been doing the same events in the same way year after year since, you know, who knows when, since my, you know, older nieces and nephews went to the school. And most people are just sort of, you know, okay, let's go with the flow and do what we did last year. And more recently, some of us in the PTA started asking, well, why do we do this? And why do we do it? this way? And why do we do this event at this time of year? What could we be doing differently that might 
work a little bit better for everybody. We had a different perspective on how things could be rather than trying to keep doing what we had already done for so many years. And that's not to say the way it was done was wrong or bad, but even just asking the question can help to bring a new perspective and innovation into whatever it is that you're working on. So in your work, what does innovation look like? And how are you using your unique perspective to make an impact? For example, with my business, Semi-Conventional, I'm innovating the landscape of speaking coaches, moving away from the very limited definition of a good presentation and really expanding it to encompass the voices and the styles and topics of those that are typically underrepresented or just not heard or not listened to. And we know that the mainstream popular opinions, topics, perspectives are there for a reason. And I'm here to help you change that and bring some other topics and perspectives and points of view to the conversation and to the forefront, because that's how we make progress. So your contribution to changing perspectives and innovation in your field, whatever that field is, is one of those main reasons why you should be a thought leader. And there's a million ways to get there and to get to thought leadership, which we'll talk about on our upcoming series of episodes about thought leadership. But for today, think about your perspective and how you're innovating on the things that are happening in your area of expertise. Now, the second reason that you should be a thought leader is trailblazing. When we see people like Oprah and other icons, we look at them as trailblazers. But often in the moment, they don't see that they're making a way for others to follow them. It's hard work. It's a challenge. And it's not easy. You need to be a thought leader to help blaze a trail for others to follow or turn what's currently a trail into a highway or even just creating a shortcut along the road to success. There's a lot of ways we could take that metaphor, but I'll leave it there for now. I think I think I'm about to kill it. Sometimes blazing that trail is not glamorous or doesn't feel glamorous in that moment, right? Because it can be really hard work. And your job is to look for those glimmers or moments where you can see that you're having an impact. Usually that's not some, you know, big thing that you're getting a parade named after you for. It's those little moments where you can just see a shift, maybe even in just one person. For me, something that happened way back when as my husband and I were creating this semi-conventional life that we live, my daughter was putting on my headset and my glasses and sitting down at my laptop. She was about three years old and she was just, you know, tapping on the keys on the keyboard and, you know, asking her what she was up to. She was like, oh, I'm working like mommy. And that was not a big moment. And realistically, it wasn't even all that unique. But in that moment, I knew that the way we were living our life was having an impact on her, which would be a domino effect through the rest of her life. She's seeing that not only does mom work and dad works, 
But dad's home with us during the day, which is different, right? As a basketball coach, he had kind of his days free. So when the kids were small, he would be home with them. I'd be off at work. And as she got older, she's seeing, oh, mom doesn't just go off to work. She works from home or she works a unique schedule. She works when she, you know, can and we fit things in around it. So all of these little moments where it's been really valuable for us to create this semi-conventional schedule, gender norms, all of those things, those are having that domino effect on not only our kids, but then the other people that we talk to, the other moms and dads in our circles of friends, of colleagues, of sports parents and dance parents, and all of these people that we're talking to when we have conversations about, you know, our spouses or, you know, families and how things work and all of that, it helps to give a different perspective to what could be. And for some, that has blazed a trail in their families to try something different and say, oh, yeah, it's not that weird for dad to basically be stay-at-home dad when he's not off at work. It's not that weird for mom to have a unique schedule and sometimes work from home and sometimes not do the cooking and maybe dad's doing the cooking. And it's all of those little moments where talking with other parents has given us the opportunity to widen that little trail just a little bit and introduce some new concepts of what could be into their lives. And that spreads So for you and your business and your area of expertise, blazing the trail might not be something that you're doing with a flamethrower, right? It might be, okay, I'm just kind of making a little path for myself, but leaving a little bit of room for someone to come behind me. And again, maybe it's just creating a little bit of a shortcut. That way, somebody that's doing the same thing as you or has the same type of idea and wants to expand on it is able to do so because you've set a foundation or even you've built on someone else's foundation and that gives even more room for that foundation to grow. So there's all sorts of, again, metaphors that we can keep using here. But at the end of the day, this is why you need to be a thought leader that gives you the visibility and the credibility to be able to share your ideas and your innovation and your perspective by blazing that trail for others to keep building on. The third reason that you should be a thought leader is progressing past stereotypes. And I'm not talking about this in the women can do anything kind of way. We're talking at a much different kind of level here. Again, going back to my Google search for popular thought leaders, most of the women on that list are thought leaders in the area of mental health and wellness or lifestyle, not finance, business, and other topics like that where men tend to be the primary thought leaders. So when I'm thinking about progressing past stereotypes, I'm challenging you to take that one step further, not just surface level stereotypes like, oh, I'm going to be a woman in finance. Great. How can you be a thought leader in finance that speaks to a different type of audience? How can you role model your own semi-conventional lifestyle or family or personal values within that space 
without it coming across as, oh, you're a lifestyle lady, right? That's the type of tropes that we want to avoid because those are surface level stereotypes. So we're trying to progress past all of that. It's not just women's job to advance gender equality and work-life balance and inclusive practices and diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? These are not just women's social issues. These are everyone's social issues. But when we look at things that women are known for or popular women are known for, they tend to be more of those driving social change and organizational change and those types of things. So I want to be clear that all of those things are really, really valuable and very important. And women in thought leadership can advocate for so much more. And it doesn't always have to be about, oh, I'm a woman, so we're talking about feminist issues. It's really more about the representation of different people and different voices coming from different places, chiming into all the conversations that are already happening, right? On a previous episode, we talked about integrating trends into your talking points and into the thing that's most important for you. That way you can stay relevant. You can be on point with today's hot news, but you can also give a different perspective on that topic, on that trend. And that's what's most important about you being a thought leader is hearing your voice coming from your experiences, building on and adding to the conversations that are happening around us. Because I know y'all have things to say. I know I have a lot of things to say. I have a lot of opinions and I share those opinions and I want you to share those opinions too. We recently had a Thanksgiving meal with my husband's basketball team and uh, their families, most of their families were able to come out because they play the weekend of Thanksgiving. And so it's a really busy time. And at this dinner, we end up having conversations with the families and something came up where one of the parents said, you know, yeah, coaching isn't a job, it's a lifestyle. And it's so true that not only in coaching, but in so many industries or lines of work, it's not just a job, it's a lifestyle that you're living. And there are gender norms and expectations and all sorts of stereotypes built into all of that. Even just thinking about my husband as a coach, depending on who I tell that he's a coach, some people think, oh, he must yell a lot. Oh, he must be really loud because that is their impression of who coaches are and what they do. And they couldn't be farther from the truth for my husband. He is not a loud yelling coach. He is much more quiet, specifically during games. Practice is a different story, but that's not his style. So as we take that perspective to our youth sports teams, it's a much different environment for a lot of these families and these kids when they see how he coaches their children. And it's like, oh, you're not yelling like that coach. And some of them think that's great. And others are like, oh, I wish you would give more instruction. And so it's progressing past those stereotypes of what it means to do that job and have that role. And when it comes to your area of expertise, 
I know there are stereotypes that come up. I know there are expectations, whether they are gendered or not. There are things that you're doing that are probably just a bit outside of the norm. And that is why we need you to be a thought leader, to more loudly share your opinions, how you're doing things, what's different about the way you're doing something. Because again, going back to trailblazing, that's how other people feel comfortable to follow suit or see a different way. So in short, you, your opinions and your perspectives are needed in the world. And in order to hear them, we need you to be a thought leader. By bringing your perspective and innovations, by blazing a new trail, and by progressing past our stereotypes, even below that surface level stereotype, you can get to the point where others are now following suit and building on your ideas and your opinions, right? That's the goal is to spread more. That way we can have a much bigger impact. And you might be thinking, well, that all sounds great, but how do I become a thought leader? And that is not a straight path either. But in our next handful of episodes, I'm going to be talking about the pillars of thought leadership and how you can use those pillars to build your thought leadership intentionally and really with a plan to become a thought leader and use that thought leadership to make progress toward the world you wish to see. And if you want to get a jump on your thought leadership and have somebody there to support you, go to semiconventional.com and look at my work with me page. I have three ways that you can work with me right now. The first one is an impactful introduction session. This is for when you're ready to make an impactful introduction with new clients and connections. This is a session where you'll start moving past small talk and into aligned conversations. So let's get you past the rushed and rambling one-liner so you can confidently and concisely build relationships with the right people. The next way to work with me is a spoken image strategy session. Now, this is for the entrepreneur seeking focus in their unique perspective. We'll align on your goals and then work together to create your speaking pillars so you'll know exactly what to talk about no matter the format. If you're doing things like podcast guesting or speaking on social media or stages, this session is perfect to align your message so you can make an impact. And then finally, the third way to work with me is called Legacy in Action. And this is for the service-based entrepreneur who wants to scale their impact. We'll take your concept from idea to implementation so you can meet the needs of a wider audience and accelerate your reach. I'll be there every step of the way to remove roadblocks in your content and your tech. And this is really an intensive one-on-one coaching consulting type of container. For clients that are looking for this level of support, I always ask them, who do you want to be in six months? Because that's what we're working on. So again, semiconventional.com, check out the work with me page and stay tuned for our next handful of episodes where I'll be talking about those pillars of thought leadership, covering what you need to know 
to build your thought leadership and build it with intention. And with that, until next time. Before you go, thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe button, then leave a review so other aspiring thought leaders can find the show and hone their spoken image too. That's it for today. And remember, I'm rooting for you.